one another um, series, the various aspects of one another, and um, we have uh, looked at many things from under the umbrella of love one another to um, the aspect of forgiveness and many of the other things that the Bible says regarding loving one another and in ministering to one another. And now Peter, we're going to get to it in our Wednesday studies, but we want to look at this tonight. Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 4, says, The end of all things is at hand. So, wow, okay, what do you got for us here, Peter? Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer, and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. And then he slides this in there. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So, probably if we were thinking to give exhortation to people that since time is short, this is what you need to do, we most likely wouldn't put in there, be hospitable. That would not rank on our list of things that, that he's calling us to be. But this is literally what Peter's calling us to do. Um, some translations say, practice hospitality to one another, especially those of the household of faith. Be hospitable. Love strangers with brotherly affection. Love unknown guests and foreigners, the poor. And in each instance, do it ungrudgingly. I like Phillips said this. Be hospitable to each other without secretly wishing that you didn't have to. To do it without grudgingly, without... Secretly wishing, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this. Someone has said, hospitality is the supernatural ability to entertain strangers and friends so that they feel welcome and edified. As you know, some folks make you feel at home, others make you wish you were at home, right? And, and this whole aspect of hospitality is something I know that we struggle with, all right? Um, and, and I'm not going to go into the various reasons and excuses that we, we give, but it is something that we struggle with, and yet it is very, very biblical as we see here. So I, I want to give us some, some pointers to help us with this. Number one, recognize everything you have is God's. I mean, hospitality is opening up what we have, be it our food, be it our, our house. Everything we have belongs to God's. It's not ours. And, and we may have worked to build it. We may have done various things, but... 
whatever it is, God gave us the ability, and it is God's, and God could take it at any moment. I don't want you to be living in fear, but your house could be going up in flames as we speak, you know. And hopefully it's not, but any rate, it's all God's, and, and it is. It belongs to Him. So, if God tells me to use what He's given me, who am I to say, no, I'm not going to use this. It's not mine anyway. It's, it's important for us also to understand the difference between entertaining and hospitality. Let me just give a few things. Entertaining is a demonstration of skills or of our home. Hospitality is an opportunity to serve. Entertaining is to impress them with our cooking or decor or whatever. Hospitality, entertaining, emphasizes things over people. Hospitality emphasizes people over things. Um, you know, it, it's so easy for us to get our affections in the wrong place and to get our affections in things. And, and God will usually strike at the things that he knows we love more than we love him. And, and the reality is that God is much more concerned about people than he is anything that only has a short lifespan, meaning in this life. Entertainment, image is preeminent. How do I appear? How do I look? In hospitality, transparency is what is desired. Of just being genuine, just being real, and understanding, you know, we're all in the battle together. We all need each other. And how can I help you? And, and in turn, you help me. So, it's understanding. It's not putting on a show. And you might say, well, I know if people come over there looking at at my how I've done the walls and pictures and what kind of shape our carpet's in and this and that and the other. That's their problem, all right? Yeah, but it's about me too. Well, you know, if, if you have a clear conscience before God, let it rip. That's their problem. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and there will be people that do that, but that's out of your hand. You're wanting to be a blessing. You're wanting to minister. You're wanting to learn from them and so on. Now, the standard for hospitality is given us in verse 10. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We as believers have received the grace of God, abundant grace. Freely we have received, freely give. Abundantly we have been given mercy and grace. Abundantly we should give. And so the standard is, 
as God has loved you and me, we are to love others as well. And, and the reality of this, I mean, wow, that is a, that is a high standard. The grace of God welcomes sinners not because of their goodness, but for His glory. And God is desirous of magnifying His grace, and He is desirous of showing that as He has open arms. Him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out, He says in John 6.37. And is very, he says, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He is very committed to this. And so that's the standard. As we have received the gift, the manifold grace of God, we'll, as we go through our studies on Wednesday, you'll see about the manifold grace of God, the overflowing of, of the grace of God. And, and then it's important for us to understand that standard and then do it as to the Lord under the direction of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God directs us. And if, if we're sensitive and we ask God for direction and, and we say, God, this is your home, these are your resources, how do you want us to use them? And he says, here's somebody, invite them over or whatever. Then do it as to the Lord and not to men. I mean, we, especially when we lived in Montana, we had some, some interesting stories of hospitality gone wrong. I mean, we had one lady that started going through all the drawers in our house. I mean, it, it's just bizarre. But you have to do it as to the Lord and not unto men. And say, okay, this is what I know God wanted me to do. I mean... There's, there's times when, when maybe the meal didn't turn out exactly the way Marilyn wanted it to turn out. You know what I mean? And thank God for a, a wife that is willing to roll with things and laugh and, and go on with it. You know what I'm saying? But you do. You say, well, oh well, this is the way it is. And we know this is what God wanted us to do. So it's in your hands, Lord. And, and if you don't do that, you won't do it. You understand what I'm saying? It has to be, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Now, this is very important. Hospitality conquers selfishness, covetousness, and pride. We should say it helps conquer that. The most, the most natural thing in the world is to neglect hospitality. It is the path of least resistance. All we have to do is yield 
to the natural gravity of our soul to be self-centered. And the result will be a life so full of self that there's no room for hospitality. We'll forget about it. We'll neglect it. So the Bible bluntly says, be hospitable. And, and it is. A home can never be a, a life. A home can never be happy when it is selfish. And Christianity is, if you please, the religion of the open hand, the open heart, and the open door. That's, that's what Christ is all about. It's, it's interesting as you, as you look through Scripture and read just about the life of Jesus Christ, how much of his ministry took place in, in situations of hospitality. So, when we practice hospitality, here's what happens. We experience the joy of becoming conduits of God's hospitality. Conduits meaning we're carrying God's hospitality to others. We're, we're like, you know, and when you think about it, this is what we are. We're garden hoses to bring the living water to others, to bring refreshment to others. I mean... There, there's nothing like when, in the good old days, I don't know what was so good about them, they're just old, all right? But when you were putting up hay, and you were just drenched with sweat, and you came down, and, and how many of you remember pumping the water out of the well, and then getting like that? How many of you remember that? Yeah, the old timers, right? I never said, wow, that pump is the greatest thing. I said, wow, this water is wonderful. Or when you're on a super hot day and you, you don't have water and you grab the hose and you let it run till it's finally cold and you drink it, you don't say, what a wonderful hose. We are the hose. We are the pump. He is the living water. It's not about us. And, and we are conduits of refreshing life. We're to love life, as we mentioned this morning. And the joy of receiving God's hospitality and passing it on to others. And that grace, that hospitality, decays and dies if it doesn't flourish in our own hospitality to others. We, God intended us for to practice this to help conquer our fears, our stinginess, and as we said earlier, our bent towards self-centeredness. There is liberating power in manifesting God's hospitality to others. So, in understanding that, God intends us to minister beginning with the household of faith. Christian historians maintain that Christianity would probably not have survived, of course, apart from the grace of God, but they're, they're emphasizing 
the distinctive characteristic of hospitality and compassion in the early church played a profound impact in its prosperity. Because many were left um, destitute, many were, were chased out of their homes, many were suffering for the cause of Christ. And these believers that didn't give out of their abundance, but out of their love for one another, welcomed them into their homes. And it was that, that people knew they were Christians by their love that they had for one another. The Bible tells us in ways that we can't imagine that there are times that in reaching out to people, we may be hosting a messenger of the living God, entertaining angels unaware. I mean, think of that, that, that we are welcoming into our home a messenger of God. And don't you think God sees that and says, wow, there's somebody that welcomed into, my, into their home, his home, a, a minister of God for good. But I'm giving you another option because we haven't been doing real well on the household of faith. Can you say that's a rebuke? Yeah, I'd say it's a rebuke, all right. Can you prove to me that it's not? A correct rebuke. I say that in love, all right? I mean, honestly, we won't go there, but how many of you had into your home lately? All right? So, here's another. Maybe you say, I don't like having church people into our home. Well, minister to those outside of the faith. In other words, develop some, some hospitality that thinks like, who can I draw, or how can I draw and be an influence to people in using my home to influence people for righteousness? I read this last week or the week before. Jesus came and called the disciples, and Levi followed him. And I think the next verse, it says in, in Luke chapter 5, that Jesus went to Levi's home, and Levi was a tax collector, and Levi had filled the house with other tax collectors and sinners. And he brought Jesus there. That was hospitality, strategically planned to make a difference in people's lives. You know... We really, really need to be instruments of God's grace in this way. And first of all, you don't have to, you don't have to beat them over the head with the gospel the minute they walk in the door. Show an interest in their life. I am amazed how many people cannot carry on a conversation because they don't know how to ask questions. To, to show an interest in someone's life. Ask where they grew up. Ask how they met as a couple. Ask about their kids. I mean, show an interest in them. Most people like to talk about themselves. Okay? So it should be easy to engage conversation. And, and good, bad, or otherwise. But seriously, 
how are we to affect the world if we never come in contact with them? And, and to make a difference in this, um, and, and don't make this more difficult than it is, um, invite, share of yourself, share of some of your life, and, and see what God does. <clears throat> you know, um, there are certain people that God already has ripe that you could just invite over. And you might, you might have an advantage over us because I'm a preacher. Oh no, the preacher is inviting us over to our, and he's a Baptist. He's probably got a cow tank out there that he's going to dunk me in when he takes me out to show me his cows and baptize me. Honestly, that's what some people think. Or they, they think, oh, the preacher, he's inviting us over just to uh, preach hellfire and damnation to us. But the reality is, whatever we do, we need to try to make a difference in the lives of other people. And this is a great way of doing it. I mean, hospitality isn't... You could have a block party in your neighborhood. Um, you, can, you could have a... A neighbor, it doesn't have to be in the summer. You could say, you never, you say, oh, no one would come. You never know. I mean, the opportunities are there if we get out of our selfishness. And I think the whole key to this is in dealing with our selfishness, our covetousness, and our pride. Well, my yard doesn't look that good. So what? They'll see my car's dirty. They see it every time you drive by. They see our dog doesn't obey. Well, they knew that. They've taken shots at him when he was in their neighborhood. We're all the same. Who has it all together? Martha Stewart doesn't. We learned that. I mean, all these pictures, they're all photoshopped, all these things. Look at this beautiful home. That isn't how life is. And so God's saying, and to think, that means my time's up. Amen? It literally is, all right? But it's saying that the end is near. Use hospitality. And be obedient. And I know this stretches us out of our comfort zone. And that's a good thing. Be hospitable one to another without grudging. You're not doing it for me. You're doing it for God. And the standard, freely I have received, freely I give. Heavenly Father, I pray that your spirit would make personal in our lives these truths and that we would come to know the joy of being hospitable. Not just having people into our homes, but that we would be known as as having a hospitable spirit, uh, a kind spirit. 
that we would be welcoming to strangers, that we would be kind and generous, and Lord, that we would lay down our pride and selfishness, and that we would learn to serve and encourage and bless. So Lord, I pray even tonight that we would be ones that bless others for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.